0: Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Al, how's it going? I'm doing good. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, you sound great. Excellent. You sound great, too. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including...
1: Buddy Brock Armstrong here for the Primal Blueprint podcast and today I am pumped to be talking to a guy who's um well he seems to spend a lot of time wandering around with no shirt on luckily he has a lot of tattoos and a and a banging body I might add um, his name is Al Cavadlo or is it Cavadlo Cavadlo, yeah. Cavadlo. Ah, it's one of those spatula spatula kind of things. <laughs> and uh, Al is an expert in body weight, strength training, and calisthenics. He's been featured in the New York Times as a regular contributor to bodybuilding.com and train magazine. He's the author of four books, one of which I just read and will likely dive into during this uh during this podcast. And um He's also known for his appearance in the popular Convict Conditioning book series, and that is what it sounds like, convicts as in in jail. Uh, Al is famous for his smiling through his enormous beard while performing some of the most difficult bodyweight exercises imaginable, and he's racked up millions of views on YouTube and has around 24,000 likes on Facebook. He's a lead instructor at the Progressive Calisthenics Certification, um, which I want to know more about. That sounds pretty darn cool. And um, one word of caution, do not call Al a gymnast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a great introduction, Brock. Thanks for bringing everybody up to speed.
1: Yeah, well, it's always good to, to let everybody know who they're about to listen to before we, uh, before we just start yammering on, because that's, that's what we do.
0: I'm ready to yammer.
1: Excellent. Well, you know, I, um, like I said, I read your book. You sent it over to me a few days ago. I read it on the plane. And the reason I brought up the shirtlessness was reading your book in public was slightly <laughs> awkward just because of all the shirtless photos. <laughs> I was hoping nobody was sort of peeking over my, over my shoulder or wondering, what is that guy reading? But, um, it's a great book. It's got some some great points. And when I sat down and started reading it, just like we do with every everybody that we have on the podcast, you want to have some sort of connection or find some connection into the primal philosophies and the primal world. And I was reading your book with that in mind and thinking, okay, how am I going to make this fit? How am I going to make this fit? And damn, if it was not super easy, you are totally in line with this whole primal lifestyle thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the body weight strength training is about as primitive and simple as yeah. working out gets. And, you know, I, I talk a little bit about uh, diet at the end of the book also. Mm-hmm. And mostly what I'm saying there, it's not 100% primal, but the, the basic foundation of eat real food, try yeah. to stay away from processed crap is, is a universal thing that, that I share with you guys.
1: Yeah, we'll have to try and uh, get you off the peanut butter.
0: <laughs> a lot of people have tried but you'll have to pry it from my cold dead hands
1: fair enough i have some peanut butter in my fridge it's a horrible uh horrible confession to make but i have almond butter as well it's nothing
0: to be ashamed of sometimes peanut, peanut, peanut butter, butter you know? is. we, just... we got to come out and publicly acknowledge this <laughs> that's
1: right i am brock and i eat peanuts on occasion. Hey, um, yeah. So, so like I said, we're very in line with a lot of, a lot of the primal principles, which makes this interview really, uh, really cool. And one of the things that I, um, well, two of the things that I really resonated with me was your sort of embracing of walking. Yeah. One of the primal blueprint exercise laws is move frequently at a slow pace, which actually fits And that's walking basically. So what, how do you feel? Where do you see that walking sort of fits into your, I know you don't call it exercise, but your movement (laughs) philosophy.
0: Yeah, you know, it's one of those things and and that that section in the book, and I don't even know if we've mentioned the title yet, by the way. It's called Zen Mind, Strong Body, if anyone's looking to get it.
1: Great name too. I should have brought that up right at the beginning.
0: Oh, that's all right. Better, Better late than never. But uh, you know what I talk about in there with walking is a lot of people kind of kid themselves into thinking they're exercising more than they really are. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll see personal training clients, people who I see only once a week, and I'll say to them, "Okay, so what have you done since our last session?" And they'll be like, "Well, I walked around a lot," as though that's supposed to count as a workout. Yeah. And while walking is definitely encouraged and it's something everybody should be doing every single day, you've got to actually do some more intense workouts beyond that in order to get yourself uh, results.
1: I guess the next question would be, what would, those, what would you say those other workouts should be? What would you throw on top of just being an active walker?
0: Well, that's, that's a lot of what the rest of the book is about. <laughs> yes. you know, it's, 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 I'm a big advocate of calisthenics, you know, bodyweight training, push-ups, pull-ups, squats, and then lots of other things that people don't even necessarily think of when they think about bodyweight training. You know, I talk about running in there. I talk about swimming and cycling and how those are really great activities, too, like walking, great ways to get physical activity and supplementing your strength training by you know being well-rounded. Yeah. A, a lot of people get so into wanting to do just one thing that their overall uh, well-roundedness kind of gets lost. So I think it's really important. Something I talk about in there is I think anybody, you know, there's a lot in the, in, in the primal community, a lot of backlash against running. But I think anybody should be able to run a mile without getting winded. Mm-hmm. And that's just a basic fundamental fitness thing that everyone really ought to have.
1: Well, and you just brought up another thing that I, while I was reading the book, it sort of little light went off when uh, you have a chapter that's actually called death to cardio.
0: Yeah. So it's not so
1: much that, that us primal folks hate running. It's more that we hate that chronic cardio or that, that that's been turned. that.
0: That's something that I'm on board with. You know, I'm big on people, like I said, being physically active, but the mindset that you bring to it is such an important part of the experience. And most people who do you know, cardio workouts in the conventional sense have just one thing in mind, weight loss. Mm-hmm. And it's not really the best way to lose weight. You've, you've got to change your diet in order for that to happen. So I'm definitely on board that the idea of cardio as your main way to lose weight is a very backwards way of approaching it. But I also you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater either. Running and swimming are great. But it's better to approach them just for the enjoyment of it and not for, oh, this is going to make me thin. You do it mm-hmm. to do it. You do it because it feels good and you'll feel good when you do it.
1: Yeah, actually, that's funny. I have a question written down here that's, hey, Al, what is the best exercise for weight loss?
0: <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, there there is no one best exercise. You got to eat less.
1: It's true. It's, a, it's one of those strange to uh, hard to get people to believe truths. That it's about eating, which seems really ridiculous that people don't go straight for their diet. Do you have any any ideas why?
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. You can't blame people because they've been lied to so many times for so long hmm. that when you finally tell them the truth, even if it seems so obvious, people are so attached to these notions that have been beaten into their heads their whole lives that... Oh yeah, cardio is the way you lose weight. Oh yeah, six small meals a day is the best way to lose weight. And these are these are things that were fabricated by marketers to try to get you to buy more food and get you to buy unnecessary supplements and unnecessary products. But they've become so pervasive in mainstream thinking that it it, it really can be very difficult to, to get people to unlock that sort of Mental trap that they've been confined in
1: i'm a personal trainer and, and coach as well I'm on the side and I, I know people like you and me and well mark and Brad and everybody sort of fight against that on a on an almost daily basis just trying to absolutely. undo the damage that has been done by marketers for for so many years now
0: absolutely and, and you know they're they're smart and they're they're good at what they do and've yeah. they've, they've managed to convince people of, of this absurd notion and and you know our voices are Starting to penetrate that a little bit. So we just got to keep doing what we can to get the message out there
1: Yeah, and I guess that uh, maybe that's where the this progressive calisthenics certification course that you're uh, you're doing might fit in nicely Can you tell us more about that?
0: Absolutely. The the PCC the progressive calisthenics certification is a course for Fitness trainers and enthusiasts. It's not like you have to be a fitness professional to attend Hmm. But it's it's a course that it's basically a crash course in calisthenics training and, you know, the, the main idea of behind progressive calisthenics is rather than using um, manipulating adding more weight to a bar or getting a heavier dumbbell or a heavier kettlebell, we change the exercise mm-hmm. to change the leverage to make it more difficult. So you don't have to uh, use any uh, equipment or, or any weights. It's just a matter of you know the most obvious example is, you know, you take a push-up. And if you take one arm away, now it's a one arm push-up, now it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And of course, between those, there's a lot of other progressive variants. And that's that's what we teach. We've got, you know, like about eleven different like master steps, you could call them. And then within each of those, we have a whole series of progressions. So anyone, regardless of their fitness level, can start in and begin working toward that move. The other thing that's great about the certification is is it brings people together. And you know, a lot of people who are into this kind of training might be the only guy in their gym that's into this kind of training and they're mm-hmm. kind of like the oddball. And then they get to come to this and there are around 30 other people who are the weirdo. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, we can all be weird together. So there's a, there's a lot of bonding that happens at these things. And there's a lot of you know inspiration that gets passed around because you get different people from different backgrounds. And you might have somebody who's really strong on a certain skill and maybe really weak on another one, and then you 've got another participant who has the opposite skill set, so they can really learn a lot from observing each other.
1: Well, community is such a huge thing; we really can't discount the the power of surrounding yourself with like minded but also different individuals as well
0: absolutely I mean that's something that that you and Mark and Brad have fostered so well over at the 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 primal lifestyle is just making it a community having the 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 forums and encouraging comments and and responding to people and and being involved and you know something that I think makes what Mark's doing really special that that I was inspired to do you know when when I decided Mark Sisson was definitely one of those people made me want to get into the blogosphere in the early days? Yeah, and something that really impressed me about Mark is how he was very accessible, and he got involved on in the comments on his articles, and you know, put himself out there. And and that's something that I've tried to emulate. And it's uh, it's it's been a great experience to to get to interact with with followers and, and fans and and meet them in person. Like I know Mark does Primal Con, and, and this is kind of a similar sort of thing for the calisthenics world, the PCC.
1: Cool. Yeah. No, I think you've done a fantastic job. I've been tuning into your YouTube channel and following you on Facebook and stuff. And it's uh there's some great interaction and you certainly have built up a, a nice, uh, a nice community too.
0: Thanks very much. You know, you just, it's little by little. A lot of people want overnight success, whether mm. it be in their fitness goals or in their career or in, in whatever, but it's just, you chip away. I've been, been blogging for a while and you know, if you do it long enough and do it well, eventually somebody notices, I guess.
1: And I guess this book, the Zen Mind Strong Body, is actually a collection of your your blog posts, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you know it's one of those things and, and I feel this way when I look at Mark's Daily Apple, there's so much content on that site mm-hmm. and so much of it is so great, but with new articles coming out all the time, stuff gets bumped down and the kind of it's easy to get lost in the the ether of the the web yeah. and, and I felt that the same thing happened on on my blog, and I had hundreds of articles that people kept emailing me asking me these same questions and I'm like I already wrote these articles. So it was kind of a way to put them all together and, you know, pick the, the 26 that I thought best represented my philosophy. And I also wanted it to kind of flow and and, and read somewhat seamlessly like a book and not seem like a disjointed collection of articles. Yeah. So there was some some tweaking that had to be done to kind of rewrite a couple of sentences and a couple of paragraphs to kind of get the whole thing to flow as a cohesive unit. But, yeah, it's, it's all – you know things that that i felt had gotten lost in the shuffle that i really wanted to give a more permanent life to
1: yeah you can only rely on google and search engines and stuff so much to get the get the appropriate information to the appropriate people so this is a this is a nice way to basically curate your own stuff and and exactly
0: it it consolidates it you know people don't necessarily want to sit there and dig through archives of hundreds of old blog posts and admittedly a lot of mine aren't very good so (laughs) i I picked the ones that were worthwhile and put them in there
1: it's nice that you're honest about it (laughs) well when you make yourself right on a very regular basis you can't be awesome not not
0: everything's going to be gold every time you
1: know (laughs) it's true I'm actually I've been scrolling through the the book while we're talking here and I just got to the sample workouts. So sort yeah. of getting back to that progressive calisthenics certification yeah. or the um at least the the workouts that go with it. I started doing some of the the workouts in here thinking Excellent. I'm a fit guy, I should be able to take care of this and I um I'm a beginner
0: yeah did you attempt the the intermediate workout and it didn't go well
1: i went straight for the advanced okay (laughs) just for the heck of it just to see where i was and that didn't that didn't work out so i went back to the um what do you call it the body weight baron yeah one and i was almost able to do that and i thought you know what if i'm gonna do this for real i gotta be realistic and go back to the body weight beginner and some of the stuff is is pretty easy but there's some some good stuff in there like i can do a good squat can do a good push up I can do some walking lunges i I hadn't actually ever done an australian pull up uh-huh. I actually had to look at, in the book to uh to find out how to how to actually do that and then my uh my bridge is awful
0: yeah you know a lot of guys the bridge is the one that gets them because sometimes you know guys will be pretty strong, but that bridge requires a lot of flexibility it's not a you can't just muscle through it mm mm-hmm. Well, you it know, can, it's also, but it's ugly. <laughs> right, right. You can you can't make it look good if you're trying to muscle you're just through it.
1: Thrusting your hips into the air and grimacing and grunting is not an attractive thing to do.
0: <laughs> but you know Brock, what you just said is is what I was saying earlier about the certifications is there's always a certain move that maybe you excel at and another one that you're totally not excelling at. Mm. And that's kind of the beauty of it is is it's a very diverse uh, program. And, and, and if you can you know, kind of get everything, then you'll be very well-rounded. And it's, it's interesting that people often tend to play to their strengths and ignore their weaknesses. And it's like, well, I'm good at push-ups, so I'm just going to do a lot of push-ups. But I suck at bridging, so screw bridging. I'm yeah. not going to do that. And then people come to the workshop and they have no choice because, well, we spend two hours working on bridging. So unless you want to leave for, for those two hours, you're kind of stuck working on your bridge.
1: yeah. Yeah. I have to say I've been doing hanging knee raises like crazy over the last little while. That's a, that's,
0: isn't it a great exercise? It is.
1: It, it feels good. And you've just like, you can actually throw it in. I've got a up bar just hanging in, the, uh, in my office um, doorway. So I walk under it all the time.
0: It's a good thing to have. And just
1: sort of grab on and do some, some knee raises. is uh, It's a fun activity.
0: I agree. And that's the thing about calisthenics too is I, I find it more fun than a lot of other forms of training. And, and I know that's personal preference to a certain extent. But a lot of people have expressed that to me. A lot of people who tried weight training and just weren't getting into it said, hey, this is, this is much more enjoyable for me. And, it, and, and that is what gives people the incentive to really stick with it. Because if you're forcing yourself to do something that you are just suffering through, ultimately, you're not going to stay the course. But if it becomes something that you can actually like, look forward to, then, then you're in it.
1: Absolutely. There's one of the primal principles is to play more. And one of the things that struck me as soon as I started looking through your book is like, you've got a huge smile. Everybody in your book has a huge smile on their face. You're out in nature, usually in like a playground or a basketball court or something like that, just having fun.
0: Absolutely. And you know, that's a big part of of what I do too. And I know a big part of of the primal philosophy is, is getting out of the gym, do it outside, go to the park, you know, go find somewhere where you're in touch with nature, because that's much better than being in a you know, a room that the temperature is controlled and there's TVs everywhere and yeah. music blasting and lots of distractions. Like, just get away from that.
1: I I know you're in uh, in New York, so you probably have some snow on the ground at the moment as well. I'm, I'm in Toronto, so there's, yeah. there's quite a bit of snow at the moment. But that's still, there's no reason to not get out and do some stuff outside. You just have to be a little more creative.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's a saying that there's a there's no bad weather, just inappropriate clothing choices.
1: Right? Exactly. <laughs>
0: so I do I do plenty of workouts in the snow. You just gotta you just gotta layer up.
1: And the same thing in the middle of the summer when it's 40 degrees and 95 percent humidity, right. right? There is only so naked you can get, but the <laughs> same idea applies.
0: Well, that's the other reason why I'm shirtless in a lot of those pictures is is they were taken in the summer and it <laughs> gets very hot. And of course, you know, you want to show the results of 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 your training and your diet. When people are looking through a fitness book, they want to see someone with a good body and be, be inspired by that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It came out at a good time of year too while everybody's making their new year's resolutions.
0: Well, that that was no accident, Brock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, marketing genius.
0: Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> are you uh, are you a fan of the new year's resolution?
0: You know, I'm I'm, I'm not. I mean, I I'm a fan of people wanting to change their lives, but I meet a lot of people who say things like, "Oh, I'm going to start next week, or I'm going to start next month, or next year, and it's just kind of delaying the inevitable. So if you're if you're ready to start, you know, make that change now. Your body doesn't know the calendar; it's just something we made up so we can know. Okay, I'm going to meet you here at this place at this time, and it's very useful for that. But at the same time, it, you got to recognize that your body responds to whatever signals you give it day in day out. So don't wait. If if you need to make a change, now is the best time to do anything.
1: So, what would you say to the people who who feel like they need some sort of motivator, like some some external source to get them get them moving? How would you encourage them to to well, I guess just get moving? Get
0: the books. That's the external uh-huh. source. You know, if you, if you need something to motivate, you read read one of those passages, look at some of those pictures, look at some of the sample workouts. I mean, I, I myself sometimes need a push or something to help motivate me. People often assume like, oh, Al, you just working out comes so easy to you. You love it. You're a trainer. You know, so this is just, and it's like, I'm a human being. There's some days where I'm tired and I need to, you know, flip around on YouTube and find a video to get me inspired or, you know, talk to somebody about it and have them get me fired up. So there's, there's nothing wrong with, with needing inspiration from an outside source. But, but the problem that I have is when people say, Oh yeah, I want to do this, but not now. I'm just going to wait.
1: Yeah. That's interesting, actually. I've, I've heard a lot of the very successful business people, like like the multi-millionaires of the world, talk about having um, books that they just open and like flip to a page, and every morning that's part of their ritual, is to just get inspired, even if it's just one passage or one page from... From another highly successful person's book or something like that, just to just to start Absolutely. their day off on the right on the right foot. Sounds like you kind For of sure. do the same thing on, especially on the days when you need. I a, do, and,
0: and you know, I hope this doesn't sound like like ass kissing, but it's really the truth. I really love reading Mark's Daily Apple, and that often gives me motivation.
1: There are many many sites out there, but it's nice to have one that you can rely on having yeah. a post it's, every it's not single the day. Only
0: site, but it's, it's one of many sites that that definitely has given me a lot of inspiration. And like I said, Mark was an inspiration to me just to start entering the blogosphere, just being like, whoa, this guy is doing something really cool and I kind of want to follow in his footsteps. So it's, it's very cool for me to be talking to you now and there's a whole full circle thing happening just being, being involved with this.
1: I appreciate that and I know Mark will as well. Um- there was one thing, another thing that I wanted to cover in the book—not just one thing. There's—I have a whole list of things, but one of the things that really struck me was you say in the book, my belief system is based primarily on three things: experience, logic, and intuition. Yeah. Now, now you go in quite in depth into that in in the book, but can you just sort of give us the the higher level sort of idea of why experience, logic, and intuition are the the things that you gravitate towards?
0: Well, that's a lot of the the, the Zen mind. of the book is about your own experience kind of being the best teacher and that's a big part of the the zen philosophy is you know there's a quote that i i mentioned there which is believe nothing no matter who has said it even if i have said it unless it actually makes sense to you Hmm. and and that's one of those things that it always blows me away when i hear from people who say oh well I tried this programme or I did this exercise, and you know my shoulder hurt when I was doing it, but but I should keep doing it right? because the program says to keep doing it. And it's like, no, if your shoulder hurts, don't keep doing it. And there's so many things where people ignore their own actual experience because it doesn't coincide with what they thought it was supposed to be like. And it's like, get those supposeds out of your head and deal with what is really happening.
1: Nice, that makes sense. I know a lot of people like on the opposite side of the spectrum who go to the gym every single day, do their thirty to forty-five minutes of cardio, and are still overweight and not losing weight. And they're just like, "Oh, I just have to keep it up. It'll it'll happen one of these days."
0: Right? It's like it, it it's not working. And right? if you're yeah. doing something and it's not it's been working, three
1: years, come on, you
0: got to try something else. Even if the book tells you that no, this is going to work,
1: yeah. So that's the experience. So learn from your own experience, not don't believe everything you read or see on YouTube. Absolutely. So then we've got uh, logic.
0: Yeah, I mean... I'm amazed also how how many times I I see or hear from people who have these beliefs that just make no sense. And it goes back to that first thing because they never questioned it. Hmm. They heard somebody who was supposedly an expert say something and they said, okay, this expert said it. So this is the truth. This is the gospel. And it's like, well, really think about it. Does that really make sense? Can you really get the six pack of your dreams in just three minutes a day eating whatever (laughs) you want? It's like it's amazing, though. But people just want to believe this hype, even though it's totally illogical.
1: I, I feel like that might be the the hardest one because our logic has been so skewed for so so long. Like you said at the beginning of this interview, we've been fed the the wrong information for so long that logic is it's not logical anymore.
0: Yeah, it's 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 amazing how removed people have gotten from actually thinking for themselves. Yeah. It's 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 frightening, and, and you know, in in a way. It, it is understandable because there's not enough time in the day to research every single thing in your life yourself. You sometimes you have to, you know, turn to somebody else who's an expert in this field and okay, well this person has put in a lot of time, so I'm going to use their experience as a jumping off point. But the danger is when instead of using their experience as a jumping off point, you just blindly accept it as fact.
1: Gotcha. Okay, well that's that's much more actionable. So so you can give it a try. Yeah, But still, I guess, then it goes back to the first point, which was experience. So use your logic to choose the best one, then learn from your own experience.
0: Absolutely. I don't mean to tell people that they should ignore advice that's given to them by a reputable source. Definitely consider it, but don't just assume that it must be right and that it must be right for you because we're all different and we're all unique. And what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for another.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people think when they when they first read anything primal and see the don't eat grains thing, it seems so illogical and fantastical to them that I think a lot of people dismiss it based solely on that, where there's other things they could probably embrace and and at least give a try.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But, Mm. you know, I think a a lot of the people in the primal community, it's it's already a pretty free thinking community, which is part of what I like about it.
1: Uh, That brings us to intuition, I suppose.
0: Yeah, well, you know, intuition is kind of your fallback. So if you don't have experience to draw from and you don't, you can't rely on logically deducing something because it's just you don't have any experience or any framework, then you just got to go with your gut. Mm. And a lot of people don't trust their instincts. A lot of people second guess themselves. And, you know, something that I'd say in the book is to me, intuition is kind of the opposite of faith. Mm. Faith is just trusting, oh, you know, whatever higher power is going to point me in the right direction, whereas intuition is saying, hey, I'm going to turn that eye inward rather than outward and trust what I'm feeling. And, and, and I don't need to get you know into a whole spiritual conversation about this, but it's, it's again, it goes along with that whole thing of just blindly following something rather than actually taking that moment to be introspective and, and really think about it.
1: Do you feel like people don't trust their guts very much because they're afraid to make a mistake?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. And, you know, and what I say in the book is, well, if you trust your instinct and it winds up being wrong, well, well now you know for next time. Yeah. Do it the other way. There's your and experience. Maybe, yeah, and that right, then you have experience to draw from. Exactly. So right, you the first step towards success is failure a lot of the time. And and sometimes you can actually learn more from your mistakes than from your successes. So definitely just try it and don't, don't be afraid of failing. Like you said,
1: yeah, all you've lost is a little bit of time, perhaps, and everything you've gained outweighs that by far, in my opinion.
0: Every time you do something the wrong way, or every time you make a mistake, you've just gotten that one out of the way and you are that much closer to to doing it the right way.
1: Exactly. I love it. Okay. So one of the other things that you, you talked about, we only have a, a few more minutes here, but in the book, you address the, the idea of, working out every day or i guess more to the point not working out every day you say uh, there's a passage that says there are a myriad of unpredictable factors that can affect your workout on any, any given day like what you've eaten the amount of sleep you've had stress levels and even the weather Now, so, so how do you encourage people that are, that are working with you to be able to read those factors? It's a a big thing that we talk about in, in primal exercise as well as having that intuition of whether today should be a hard day or today should be a rest day or, or today should be a day when you actually do kick your own butt out of bed and force yourself to go and do that workout. Do you have any, any sort of guidelines you can share?
0: You know, it's it's definitely one of those things that, that comes from experience. And and sometimes you do have to test those limits to see where they are. There's there's a quote that I use in, in my book, Pushing the Limits. It opens the book. It's a quote from T.S. Eliot. And the quote is, you'll never find out how far you can go unless you're willing to risk going too far. Hmm. And so sometimes you, you do need to kind of see where those boundaries are for yourself. But it's also what you said. It's using intuition. If you wake up, and you had an intense workout yesterday, and you're really sore in your upper body, you know maybe work legs that day, or do a, do a yoga class or, or, or take it easy. It, it's probably not a good idea to try to do pull-ups again that next day. But you know, it, 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 it comes down to listening to your body and then listening to what happens based on those actions. It's just a continual process of refining and seeing what works you know, what I encourage people to do also, like you said, is it's just be active play. If you're too sore to do a real workout, you know, go for a swim, go for a jog, do something, move. Don't just sit on your ass because, mm-hmm. you know, getting blood flow into your muscles ultimately is going to help them
1: recover. So you would say like, if you get up in the morning and like on your schedule or on your loose schedule or in yeah. your mind, you were thinking, okay, today I'm going to go for a half hour run or do some mm-hmm. sprints or something like that. And you, so you, you're like, well, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little, little tired, but you get yourself out there anyway. You give it a shot, do your first sprint. It's not happening. Just change it up.
0: Absolutely. And you know, by that token, there's times where the opposite happens, where I have a day where I'm not feeling my best and I'm like, ah, let me just go and get started. Then once I get warmed up and I'm a couple sets in, then it kind of starts to kick in and then I start feeling good. And then there's other days where it's the opposite, where you're like, raring and going like, oh, I'm going to have a great day today. And 20 minutes into your session, you're getting exhausted, you're getting burned out. So it, again, it just, it goes along with that idea of not being too closely attached to an expectation of what's going to happen, but just doing it and letting the process unfold and, and dealing with the reality of it and not a preconceived idea of what you thought was supposed to happen.
1: Yeah. So either way, whether it's not getting out the door because you're you're feeling too too sluggish or going too hard and risking injury or illness or something. You know, there's an
0: there's a expression, you know, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. And if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. And really, this book, Zen Mind Strong Body, I'm trying to teach people to fish. I'm not giving them the fish. And for some people, that's a very empowering thing. And for other people, it's frustrating. They're like, but I just want you to tell me exactly what to do every yeah. moment of my life. And I'm, I'm not that guy. If you want someone who's going to tell you to do A, B, and C exactly like this and don't question it, there are other resources that will give you that. But if you want something that will help you figure out what works best for you through making you think about things and making you ask yourself certain questions, then I think Zen Mind, Strong Body is the book that you need.
1: Earlier, I was referring to the the last section of the book where it has sort of, um, I wouldn't say it's a plan, but it's got some uh, like sample workouts.
0: A guideline.
1: We yeah. Can call it. And that's, a, yeah, exactly. It's a guideline and it is truly sample workouts. This isn't a plan. It doesn't say, do this on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and on Tuesday and Thursday, do this. You know, it's
0: it's kind of like I use the analogy with, with calisthenics that I look at it almost like an art form. If you were learning to play an instrument or learning to paint, would you want someone to tell you, okay, paint this exactly like that. Mm. Orange goes here, green goes here, you know, or would you want someone to just kind of teach you some principles and let you create whatever work you want to create? And that's that's kind of what I'm trying to do here is just give people the tools so they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, you
1: know, that's an excellent analogy. I think people lose their interest in art in the same way they lose their interest in exercise because of that exact reason. There is somebody yeah. that's telling them you must play this piece of music right. exactly, color this inside way. the lines, or yeah, paint and like do do this painting exactly like this with these colors, and that just takes the joy out of out of that. And it, obviously, same thing with exercise if you have to do everything the same thing every day or every second day, it really takes the, takes the joy out of it really quickly.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you get what I'm putting down.
1: Oh, I, I love it. And it leads me to my final sort of thought or my final kind of question. I'd like to have everybody have something when they listen to these podcasts that they can go away and implement into their lives like tomorrow maybe even later today, why wait? Let's, later today, when you finish right, listening to this podcast. Uh, right now. Right now, before you take your headphones off, what would you say, Al? What would you want people to, to start integrating into their lives right now?
0: You know, I think the most important thing for people to remember when they're comparing their fitness to others, and I think a lot of people do that, and it can be a dangerous thing, is that the spectrum is very, very, very big. And it's easy to look at people who are maybe more fit than you or who are capable of a specific skill or lift that you're not capable of and feel bad about yourself because you can't do what they can do.
1: Because I can't do a bridge.
0: Right. <laughs> but it's important to focus on what you can do and to try to be positive about the things you can do. And of course, to recognize what your weaknesses are. You know, I mentioned before, you don't want to just train the things you're good at, but you, you do want to experience growth through, through challenging yourself. But I think it's really important for people to give themselves credit for what they have accomplished because there's just so much emphasis on I'm not strong enough, I'm not big enough, I'm not lean enough, I'm not good enough. and I think that kind of negative reinforcement, it leads people to never feel satisfied with where they're at. So the thing that that I would recommend that people do is, is start giving themselves credit for what they have already. And start thinking of themselves as they want others to think of them. Hmm. So if you're walking around thinking, oh, I'm not strong enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not lean enough, you're projecting that outward. But if you walk around thinking, I am good enough, I am lean enough, I am strong enough, of course I want to get better, of course I want to keep refining my body and experiencing growth. But you know what? I feel really good about where I'm at now. Then people are going to pick up on that too and you're going to be happier and you're going to have better energy.
1: It's the power of language. It's how you how you phrase things, even in your own mind. It has a lot of a lot of outward power as well as inward power.
0: Absolutely, and and once people start tapping into that, and I, again, I talk about this a little bit in the book, just the, the power of your mind to manifest changes around you is, is something that. Is, is really amazing once you experience it yourself. And until people experience it themselves, they're often skeptical of it.
1: I like the, that you brought up comparison as well. Comparison is, it can be such a motivator, but can also totally shut you down if you don't approach it in the right way.
0: That's right. I mean, nobody's the best at everything. Even, even you know an, an Olympic medalist at one sport is going to be a beginner at another sport. If you're comparing yourself to someone, you're always going to find someone who's better than you at something. And, and I don't know that that's necessarily healthy.
1: Well, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It's, it's all, again, in the language.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I always look at it as the, the best comparison is myself or myself, you know, my former self. Mm. And, hey, am I better now than I was a year ago? And I think that's the healthiest way to do it is just to try to keep improving yourself and be the best you that you can be.
1: That's fantastic. That I think that is the most actionable thing people can do before they even take their headphones off is have that thought of am I better than I was yesterday? Am I better than I was a week ago, a month ago, a year ago? And can I continue to get better?
0: And if not, what action can I take?
1: Yeah, yeah. What what happened that made me not as good as I was yesterday? And how can I how can I get rid of that factor?
0: Absolutely, Brock.
1: I love it. It's been awesome talking to you. It always these kind of interviews always just sort of fly by. Um perhaps we can get you back on the show at a later time to delve into a bunch of the other stuff cuz this book Zen Mind Strong Body is full of stuff and you also have well three other books and hundreds of blog posts and hundreds of YouTube videos and stuff we could we could dive into. So if people don't want to wait until the next time you're on the podcast and they just want to really like dive into into al's world where where should they go
0: uh, they should just go to my blog Alcavallo.com, where they could google me like you said i have a lot of articles on other sites i do a lot of writing for bodybuilding.com so they can uh fi- i'm pretty easy to find on the web because i'm the only Al Cavallo in the world
1: <laughs> really
0: uh, really yeah it's a very uncommon last name there you go i'm I am the one and only
1: that is that's fantastic not only for search engine optimization but for
0: right
1: for uh breaking rights
0: yeah it's it's not a bad gig you know it's funny when I was a kid, and no one else has the same name as you. You feel like stupid about it. Why am I the only <laughs> one with this weird name but now that I'm adult, I love it
1: all right. thanks again for coming on the show and everybody make sure you check out the website check out the youtube channel um and definitely check out the book it's a it's a good read it's an easy read and it's filled with some awesome inspiring photos as well and thank you for tuning in once again to the primal blueprint podcast and make sure to go over to itunes and leave us a review or a rating cuz we're we're climbing the charts we're getting in the name out there trying to get more and more listeners and it really helps if you go over and just uh give us a nice a nice rating and a little comment all right This is Brock and Al signing off for Primal Blueprint Podcast. Safeguard your health with the most comprehensive all-in-one nutritional supplement on the planet. Primal Nutrition's Damage Control Master Formula. Forget mixing and matching with multiple bottles of individual agents. Now you can just take a single packet of the most potent and optimally balanced multivitamin, multimineral, antioxidant formula available on the market. You'll enjoy complete immune system, cardiovascular, memory, nerve, bone, liver, and anti-stress support, and much more. With 51 research-proven ingredients, Damage Control Master Formula helps you combat oxidative damage in every cell and every system in your body. and shore up any dietary shortcomings with complete protection. Order Damage Control Master Formula today at primalblueprint.com and check out the incredible free shipping offer for our convenient and custom-designed auto-ship
0: program.